And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a comedian and native Nevadan who is fond of saying home means Nevada, which is why he scored zero on the verbal SAT. It's Damon Hertzenberger. And she's a comedian and actress with a credit list a mile long, but the only thing she absolutely needs you to remember is that she 100% knows how to cook an egg. It's Marilyn Rice Cub. Tone Zone is here to let President Biden know that he will not stand for a federal robe mandate that would force people to wear robes all the time and would like respectfully remind the president that robes are not mentioned anywhere in the Constitution. <sighs> I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board, love bus, say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her Hello, my little carbohydrates. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. For the first time in, okay, so I started this this show as a podcast in 2010. I think I introduced the Thursday show in 2012. And for the first time since 2012, I forgot to select a carbohydrate. I cannot believe I did this. Perhaps during the show, I will have a chance to consult Patreon and choose Patreon. one because a whole bunch of thank you, Tony, a whole bunch of wonderful Patreon people sent them in. And then and it might be the excitement of having one of my real life friends <laughs> on the show tonight. But anyway, I'm on Patreon. 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 Bonus episodes of the... <laughs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Bonus episodes of The Friend Zone. Uh, I'm going to be recording with Jenna Kim Jones this week. She just had her third baby. We're going to hear all about that. Uh, also, a solo one coming up. Also, all this, you know, if you, when you subscribe to Patreon, you get all the back episodes too. There's a, just a fuck ton of Hell content. Hell yeah. But also, you can see this video right here. Watch my face when I realize I forgot to select a carbohydrate. Um, and uh, the backstory, that's where I go into details about the Monday episodes. And there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Zoom parties, all sorts of fun stuff. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. And also, you can submit carbs. And once every 11 years, no, once every nine years, I will forget to choose one. I cannot wait to introduce my guest, David Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. I feel so flattered that you have one friend on the show and it's not me. <laughs> well, allow me to explain. Sure. Mary Lynn Rice Cub, hello. Hello. Daniel Quantz, hello. Hi. I just want to say, Dave, it's not always cracked up to be. <laughs> well, I didn't even call no. you my friend, and you're my husband. Uh, Daniel, did you sigh it, during the I, intro? I just it, I made it too wordy. I could barely get through it. I, if I got through it, and I'm not sure I did, it's only because I've been reading a lot of Dr. Seuss books right before bed, and that's really... Mm -hmm. Before Elliot's yeah, bed, no, not yours. No, no before mine. <laughs> I like to... Um, and so I've, I'm you know, used to the wordy stuff but i just but i feel like i heard yeah, you go i was just disappointed in myself i feel like you nailed it 
I think Listen, I've got a very, very high bar that I try to clear. Almost. Okay. Uh, and Tony, hello. Hello. It's welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here as your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I see that I've insulted everyone, including all the Patreon people who sent in carbohydrates. This one, it's we're getting off on the wrong oh, wait, foot. Uh, Look, I should, Dave. I should actually add, it's your subtly handsome best friend. <laughs> did that insult you or did that flatter you? I don't know how I was. I don't know how I felt about it. That was really sweet. That could have started. I, I just listened to that. That could have started as like potential insult, mm-hmm. but then it like grew into like exceptionally sweet. <laughs> See, it was a subtle compliment. As a couple Tony. of hot ladies were like, then over time, the- faxed in. That's what you want. That's what you yeah. want. And so, Tony, you. you should factor in that uh, it's a married lady. She's only at liberty to say so much. Yep. So that's, that's a pretty good there. starting point. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. I will explain. Okay. Look, everyone has lodged a compliment. I mean, a compliment, <laughs> lodged a complaint. Allow me to work my way through them. Now, Dave, who is my real life friend, pointed out that I referred to Mary Lynn Rice Cub as my real life friend, just completely glossing over the fact that Dave and I are also friends. Well, that's an easy one to explain. It's because I'm an international mm. superstar. So <laughs> thank you. Bigger deal to have me as a friend, even though you're the more real friend. I'm more of like a fake friend because I'm always like jet setting. <laughs> it's true. We've been like, real life friends for months now, but we've only gotten real life coffee three times. But but I mean, if you yeah. saw the that's a lot. That's a lot for adult ladies. Well, yeah, we got to step it up. Yeah, always jet setting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, being friends with Allison's a little bit like. Um, a pyramid scheme in that Uh-oh. you in order to be considered a full friend you have to have so many followers beneath you okay <laughs> and then you know you get so many of those and so david i'm I'm sorry you're just not damn it you gotta kick your friends like upstream a, you're in the queue i'm you're, like a regional jet setter <laughs> That's something. You went. Where's the last place you jet set? I mean, I was. Because uh, I was in Stockton, California. I don't mean to do I, that. I was in Pasadena not long ago. You know, not as glamorous as Stockton, but I'm out there. I'm mixing it up. You're a, I drove through Winnetka today. So. All right. I, I'm Dave, humbled. Wow. I stand over here. Dave, you're a micro. You're a micro jet setter. Yeah. Yeah. I was jet set all over the place. Okay, so anyway, yes, it has become somewhat of a running joke, and it's true, that Marilyn Rice Cub has become my real-life friend because it's spun off from the podcast. But when I think about it, Dave, you're in my friendship also spun off from the podcast, but in a less dramatic way. Because I feel like you and I, it's sort of organically, we became friends. We, did, You know, you did the show a lot. Whereas with Mary Lynn, she came on the show. We talked about being friends and then boom, it happened. And then I like to... It was like a first date. It was yes. like a cold... It was almost like a cold call <laughs> post the... Yes. Oh, I like, like you. <laughs> Let's hang out. Kind of like that. <laughs> it yeah. was just like that, yeah. but on text. Um. And then now I drop her name everywhere, and oh my god, the doors that open, Mary Lynn. <laughs> I I bet, yeah. <laughs> okay, so but 
I think that Mary Lynn has become friends with Tony a little bit. So I would like to know. Okay, here's the thing. I followed him on uh, Instagram. I haven't even looked at his Instagram. (laughs) Are you sure? You'll never live it down. (laughs) You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I scroll. I only stop at the dick pics. That was was a bad joke. (laughs) Okay, so I feel we're all good on that front. Everyone's my friend. Marilyn's my international jet-setting friend. She goes to Stockton and Winnipeg. I'm a, I'm a now, Tony, friend. Like, I get everywhere in my Jetta regionally <laughs> fast. Can I tell you something real quick? My yes. neighbor... Did you just, just say Jetta? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, because I went somewhere else, which is my neighbor. He really likes vehicles, and he always has, like, little drone things and remote control. Like, he's an adult that likes vehicles. He's got a lot of cars. He has motorcycles. The other day I saw him, he has an electronic, I guess it's, it must be electric with a motor, like a very substantial, it's a unicycle. So it looks like a Segway. Oh, I've seen that. So it's got, you stand on either side and it has a headlight. It's very large. It goes like 35 miles an hour. Cool as fuck. I think it's called a one wheel. (laughs) And I'm not a dude who likes vehicles, but I do know that uh, a friend of mine really wants a one wheel. And I believe I could not believe what I was seeing. (laughs) I was equally in awe and also like, what is wrong with you? Like, why? so is a one wheel an attempt to like make uh, a unicycle cool like when Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is cool enough, is like we're KFC. Well, you know, I don't think unicycle when I look at it. I called it that after the fact. When you look at it, it looks like oh, okay. a Segway, right? It looks like a little – you're just like – it almost feels like a – skateboard or a or it reminds a, me if you'll recall the 1980s probably into the early 90s there were these things called pogo balls they looked like the planet saturn oh yeah and yeah, you yeah. could jump on those and hop around and then <laughs> yes, our classroom is- was just full of them we come in from recess put your pogo balls over there and then now if it was a wheel instead of the ball that's what it reminds me of yeah so you bounce on the pogo ball yeah oh i do remember that sort yeah. of you could, like- it, ideally you could bounce so high you could grab the ball between your feet and kind of do like a little kick. And that was as good as it got. <laughs> Did you have one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved them. I thought they were the best. <laughs> Marilyn. There, so there's two things I'm thinking of. There's one that's like a board with a wheel in the middle of it. Yeah. And then there's one that's a, just a wheel with like two little uh, pedals on the side and you stand on that and it like goes kind of between your legs, the wheel. I'm going to so look up one wheel. It does go of... between the, the, his legs. Hmm. But I don't know if it was pedals or a flat. Let me ask you this. It when was, you... it's like, it's, it's, it's so messed up. I mean, he wears like gloves <laughs> and a hat, but you're, you're just standing and it goes 35 miles an hour. It's like also, he has to balance. I feel like the helmet for that needs like a little propeller on the top or something. It also costs like, between one and two thousand dollars. He said it was two thousand dollars, and it was just his birthday. Does your respect for him go up or down when you see him on this hovercraft type thing? I mean, it goes down, man. <laughs> I think and you touched- already didn't have much for him, right? <laughs> no, it- he was—he's very sweet. He also told me he's Russian. His parents live with him. 
I asked him like if he missed being there, even though he's been here for years. And he said, well, what did he say? There you have five women to one man. And here there's like not enough women. Mm. But I'm now I'm, I'm painting him the wrong light because he sort of is like gentle in a way. So it was surprising that he said that like he's he is soft spoken and he helped me with my air conditioning like he because he does that, too. But I didn't hire him. I don't think he wants to be like hireable or whatever. I just didn't do it till the last minute. But he came and was like looking at my guys, which was really sweet to make sure. And he's like, oh, they didn't do this. Like they left and they didn't do that. So he came and like kind of like fixed it up for me because there's all kinds of like things with that that you the normal person wouldn't know. Like they should have replaced that wire. And do I so, sense uh, a, a he, love connection? Yeah. He knows a lot about ducts. Vehicles and ducts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want a love connection, but not with the electric no. unicorn guy. This unicorn, whole thing to me guy. seems so much like the the gulf, the divide uh, through like dating apps and things. Because I, I'm imagining his profile would be, I like tech and gear and I'm a, <laughs> I'm a motorhead. And then really if you wrote his profile, it would say, I'm a gentleman who likes vehicles and knows a thing <laughs> or two about ducts. So it's just everyone's on way different. You're planets. so right. Cause he, cause he is very knowledgeable. I'm very like, when he's on that thing, I'm like, you're meant, like, if anyone is meant to do that, it's you. Like, I, you're, I know you're taking all the precautions. I know you take care of your vehicles. If anyone's going to spend $2,000 on that, it's you. Like, mm-hmm. good job. But that's not for me. No, you okay. wouldn't, you don't imagine yourself piggybacked up there. Like, it's not like a motorcycle, but yeah, you're, you're a backpack on there and he's keeping his balance and it's impressive. You're like, oh, and he smells nice. Maybe, maybe it's a whole scene. I know, right? Yeah. That's my, that's my dream. Speaking of attract, attraction that I've now made it even more weird. We need to get to Tony's complaint that he lodged okay so on monday june diane raphael came on the show and as everyone knows i typically start the monday shows i say i'm very excited to introduce the guest but first i need to chat with tony and then tony and i catch up uh whatever's going on in his life comes up whatever insects or weird smells i found in my house are discussed and then we and then I feel bad that I've made the guest wait. And then we bring the guest in. So I asked June if she would like to play the part of Tony. And she did. But she wanted to know some things about Tony first, like a casting breakdown. And I was trying to remember sort of what's in a casting breakdown. So I described Tony as subtly handsome. And then I felt <laughs> weird even discussing my producer in that, you know, like I, I should I, I should have gone to personality, not looks. But then when Tony sent me the notes, he wrote subtly, Tony is subtly handsome, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And then I worried, did I actually insult you? Was that did you take that as a compliment or an insult? Because I know that if I could imagine being like, hey, wait a minute, I'm America's hunk, like your email <laughs> signature says or whatever. Like, like if you were described as annoyingly pretty. Me? Yeah. I, that is just a compliment because it's so annoying. Yeah. She's so pretty. But if someone was. No, that's true. But I think if someone was oh, like. Is that what you want? Annoyingly handsome. Like <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Can't focus. So handsome. 
Yeah, that's what I expected, you know. Because <laughs> I think if someone were, was like, yeah, like the more you're around her, you're like, oh, wait, she it, is a little like, bit attractive. I'd be like, wait a minute, what? That's right. not does what we're imply, saying about you, though. Does it imply that most people think he's ugly, but subtly, <laughs> very subtly. If certain people really get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, not no. what I was imp- implying. <laughs> anyway, Tony, yes, you speak. <laughs> you uh, speak now? I, I, no, well, first of all, just like I, it, it amused me, and so I like I had to like put call attention to it in the notes. It was really more of a just like uh, I got to put this in the notes just to kind of like get now get a reaction out of you for saying <laughs> that about me. Okay, I, 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 yeah, it was it was a yeah. I don't know. I I think this is a compliment. <laughs> it could go either was, way, but was, I think it was. It was intended as a compliment. Now, Tony, you posted some photos from your shows that you played with Motion City Soundtrack. Yes. That, that crowd was... scrolled right past. Yes. <laughs> I saw there was a big crowd. I, I, <laughs> I may have seen there was a big crowd that was super into you. That was a... Subtly. I subtly looked at it. <laughs> a huge crowd. Like, how yeah. big was that crowd? I... Uh, I I mean I can't say for sure because obviously there were people scattered around you know because there, there's multiple stages and stuff but I give us a number I'm I I I already forgotten what I heard the capacity of the whole thing was I think it was around like forty thousand or something like that for the entire oh, festival wow so that's for Riot Fest so I yes. was thinking do you guys do and I think you do like a breakdown where like you're just playing a drum beat. And people are yelling stuff. Because I was thinking, over a breakdown, what if you were to plug my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought of that? I, I hadn't Have thought of it, it, but I could I could certainly try. You know, the try. problem is, because uh, I do have a microphone, because I sing occasionally, but, you know, I, I feel like I maybe need to give our, our sound guy a nudge, because I think, because drums are so loud, so like if I'm yeah. not singing, he tends to sometimes just turn my mic off until he knows that I'm about to sing, so... You know, I gotta, I gotta find the right moment to sneak it in there because there's let definitely been times I've said something and then realized my mic wasn't on. So let him, let him know that you're gonna do some plugs. Yeah. Okay. I'll make it happen. <laughs> okay. We're Perfect. not playing again until January, but uh, yeah, we got time. I go. We can see. There we go. Plenty of months to like put this plan together and really, really lock it down. Yes. Perfect. Although January will be here in a flash because there is someone who I'm gonna book on the podcast. And she and I had emailed about it. To me, it was like three weeks ago. And I wanted to finish her book. I'll just, it's Dory Shafrir. She wrote this book, um, Thanks for Waiting. And I wanted to finish her book before having her on. So I am now near the end of her book. So I, uh, she co-hosts Fe- uh, Forever 35, been on the show before. Um, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, nearing the end of your book. Let's find a time to have you on. And the last time we had emailed was July 27th which is, it really feels like three weeks ago. Is anyone else experiencing time in a very strange way? Mm-hmm. I think everybody is, yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like this the Riot Fest that I just played, that felt so far away for so long. And then now that it's done, I yeah, I can't believe it. So. Yeah. Um, all right. It is now time for a brand new segment, which is created around David Honey Huntsberger, but I feel like we might get use out of it in the future. It is called Tony. Should I say it or should we just play it? You're the host. Not really tonight. But it's <laughs> called. Do you remember this dude? Do you 
Remember this, do do you? Remember Ooh. this, do do you? Remember this, do do you? Remember this, do 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 ya? Mary Lynn, you have met David Huntsberger before. Yeah. Do you remember this dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we've had have a lot of people in common. Mm-hmm. That we were at parties in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, we were pogo balling. We were pogo balling. No, I don't know. SF uh, Sketchfest. Well, <clears throat> no, that feels like a that feels like a, a a no to me. This is perfect. This is why this is why we do this. Yeah, I'd like to think that I'll be on the end of the guessing at this at some point, and I won't remember someone. Through Tig and Taro. Yes, you would. When, when Tig and I lived together, you would be at our house from time to time. What? And, yeah, and I don't you did remember Professor that. Blastoff. I don't remember ever being at her house, i.e., your house. Uh, Ve- yeah, we lived in Venice, and I remember. And then you did Professor Blastoff. Um, oh. You're on an episode of that we did, and I remember you talking about. I think your child was very new and crying, and you were like, "Yeah, I just like go in the other room and hide under a table and just kind of like hope the crying stops." And then I was like, I love that. I thought that was so funny and um, Dang, you earnest. have a good memory. Those are like the highlights. I don't remember that Venice house at all. I remember her coming to me for something. She was interviewing me for something, but I vaguely oh, remember maybe doing that was Professor it. Blastoff. But I don't yes. remember you being, I mean. I was behind the camera. I, I shot and edited that thing. I forgot. Yeah, we did that. I think you were at the house maybe once, but I do remember being... I don't remember your house though. I just remember oh, how the what tables you're have about. turned. Yeah, they really have. <laughs> <laughs> we shot that thing where like you guys sat very close to each yes. other. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then maybe I because I edited that, so then I was seeing you speak over and over and like go back a frame, go back a couple frames more. So then uh, you're and you're an international so superstar. Relieved. So it's we unfair... never we never like bonded. No, you weren't like man, that was great. I camera just knew work. you as like a Wouldn't touchstone, as yeah. a reference point. Yeah, as a as a reference point to uh, like Tig. Oh world. sure, yeah, I get, yeah, I can see that. Well, because honestly, I don't think I ever really listened to Professor Blastoff. Please forgive me. No, no, no problem. But you were on it. I do feel like you. And were I knew guest. of it. Uh huh. You were familiar with the concept of it, and, and I knew of you for a long time, actually. Oh, I like that Los Angeles has that. You know, where you'll like meet someone and be like, "I've heard your name a million times," but then you've never met that person. And now it's to the point where I'm like. Like on this podcast, I'm like just feeling it out, which happens a lot. I'm like, that's why this is such a good segment. Cause I'm just like, I don't, let me feel it out and see if, if I figure out if we, how well we know each other. <laughs> that's the point I'm at in my life. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know. And I don't care to, I mean, this is fun cause it's focused, but like in real life, I'm just like, just let it ride. Let the <laughs> chips fall where they may, you know? Yeah. If it's not a blatant thing where you're having to meet someone and you're like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, you." like, uh, otherwise, if it's a pretty cash setting, just let it. Yeah. 
Do you remember hearing these things as a kid? So I'm from Reno, which is not Hollywood. And I genuinely remember a person being like, you know, Mel Gibson came through here a couple years ago. He was working on a movie and I escorted him through the crowd. He came back this year. He didn't even recognize me. And I I remember being like 10 years old, like why on earth would he? (laughs) And so I'm always very sensitive to like, I was the camera guy there. Of Why would I be like, "You, you should remember me. I was behind the camera. But you, it's hard to tell sometimes when you've – we're like, no, we sat – there's another person who I won't name. But like every time someone goes, oh, do you guys know each other? I, we've genuinely had that conversation <laughs> 20 times. And I go, yes, we've had a lot of time. No, I don't, I don't think I do. And that's frustrating. This is this – Keep is doing their voice and we'll just figure out who it is. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought maybe it was a woman, but the way that your no, voice it a, went, it sounded like a dude. I'll, I'll eliminate a percentage and tell you it was a male person. But that's oh, all God. I'll say. I won't. Okay. I like that you clarified that Reno is not Hollywood, in case people are confused. <laughs> well, you know, they shot Pink Cadillac there with Clint Eastwood. I mean, you know, it's, it's basically Hollywood adjacent. So I just... <laughs> <sighs> Listen, that, act, that segment actually turned out quite well. But for a moment, a it was... That's a good what did segment. You say? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a good segment. Thank I'm you. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you. I didn't interrupt. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a show where we interrupt. Just do not feel bad. Anyway, though, for a moment, it seemed like it was going to get awkward there. And I thought, I would like to take a trip away from here. And I would like to use an away <laughs> suitcase. Oh, the queen's here. <laughs> <laughs> the queen <laughs> of segues has entered the chat. <laughs> also... I was listening back to something I did, and I feel like I'm really yelling a lot lately. And I prefer my voice when it's like more of a this register versus a the queen of segues has entered that register. So I just like to apologize to everyone for everything. And now about the Oasis, <laughs> about the Oasis suitcase. I don't know if you guys know the Oasis suitcase. Uh, they are amazing. I use them exclusively. I have the carry-on. I have the large. I have the medium. And the carry-on and the large I have in the polycarbonate, fun colors. And then the medium I have in the durable nylon, which kind of expands a little bit. Um, they have 360-degree spinner wheels. They, they really revolutionized suitcases. They're just it's everything you want out of a suitcase. They have an internal compression system. They have an interior, uh, a laundry bag that snaps in and out and a great warranty. But away suitcases came up on the aforementioned June Diane Raphael episode because her just me or everyone was when she travels, she doesn't immediately unpack her suitcase because it's in a, she has a pink away suitcase and it looks so nice that she doesn't mind looking at it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's like an object. And then we just, we just laughed a lot. But anyway, all of away's suitcases are designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Also, there's a hundred, a 100 day trial on everything away makes. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, even get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash Allison. That's awaytravel.com slash Allison, awaytravel.com slash Allison. Okay. Uh, is anyone here besides Daniel and me watching that documentary? I forget where it is, but it's called Lula Rich. Prime. 
on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's about Lu- do you guys know that company LuLaRoe? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is not what I expected, but you know what? Is this like old timey cigars? I'm Lou LaRoe and I endorse these cigars. <laughs> I roll them myself, but I pretend I buy them from Cubans. That Lou LaRoe? <laughs> no, but I wish. Very okay, different. so a handful of years ago, I noticed on Facebook and Instagram that tons of people that I went to high school with were selling leggings. I was going to guess it was leggings because I think I saw a story about this, but I didn't see the doc. Yes. Selling leggings by this company, LuLaRoe, and they would have names like, like if we were part of the, the, like, you know, LuLaRoe Mary Lynn or LuLaRoe Allison, LuLaRoe David. Although it's mostly, I think it's mostly just women selling them. Uh, And it is an MLM. So multi-level marketing scheme. What what's the last word in multi-level marketing company? I don't know. But anyway, uh so there's now a documentary called Lula Rich. I think it's four parts. And Daniel and I have made it I keep fall, I keep falling asleep even though it's so and it's so good. But here's what I want to say about that. They have this scroll, like this thing that keeps showing up on screen where it's like their num- number of is it representatives retailers they call them number of retailers so it starts it's like and it'll be like ching 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 three so there's now three retailers who are selling these leggings and they buy them for twenty ten dollars sell them for twenty five dollars and then now it's like how many are we up to now like a hundred thousand retailers or something something like that who did they hire to play their internal katie perry they hired katie perry (laughs) To play, like they had their, they had, um, Tony, I'm sorry, they had more people at their party than Riot Fest. It was, in, it's insane. Um, but there's a couple things that are missing from it. One, now, Daniel, you've been able to stay awake longer than I have, but have they talked about how much money any of the individual retailers are making? A. And then B, they're saying you buy the leggings for $10, sell them for 25 but obviously, like, you got to kick your money up to the people above you. They haven't really gotten into that, have they? Yeah, they have. Oh. This is... Never mind. This is the fun <laughs> of watching shows with Allison, which is, um, I watch the whole thing two or three times. <laughs> because you make it about five minutes per go. I am... And I don't realize you're asleep until it's... I'm way into it, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I want to get, like, one of those, like, dead man switches or something like this like hover your finger over it and then when you fall asleep it goes bing and then i can i can like pause it and watch something else oh she uh, sleeps like a little angel she just drifts away onto a cloud the problem oh. is that when she's watching she's also like reading twitter and so her she's propped in such a way that like her phone is down here and her eyes are down here and it, it it's like who can tell if she's awake paying attention even when she's awake she's not paying attention what's the difference (laughs) so uh so i'm here to recap shows for her um oh go ahead they get into it they they at first they start out like okay this is how much they can make and um you see the the kind of the first retailers are are making a lot of money because they're there's no competition uh and then they they sort of reveal that the real money to be made is in recruiting more retailers. That's kind of the pyramid scheme of it all. And one of them who is one of the top 
sellers uh, says, well, I, I basically bought $70,000 in inventory and sold, you know, in the years that she was there, like maybe 80,000, like, and then all of my, they have to pay for all their expenses and everything. And she's like, it was essentially a wash, the, the sales part of it, but the, but they get monthly checks because they're getting kick up kickbacks from each person that they sign up and those people sign up people. And so it's this whole, it's a, yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Have you guys ever known people who've gotten sucked into MLMs? No, I don't think so. My ex-husband. <laughs> for real? Just for like a minute, because he owns like a small, he, a fitness studio. And one of his clients gave him like that, the protein drink mm-hmm. thing. But it was interesting because I would say for a good couple of weeks, he's like, we should try this. And it was like disgusting. But but at the time I was like, I had no interest because when someone else is like, I'm going to do this thing and you're not there. But eventually he sort of broke me down and I tried it. And I was also on top of it. I was like, these are terrible. (laughs) I think it was maybe bars and powder. But she had given him the whole sales pitch, you know, and then he brought it home. And I was like, I just wait for this to fizzle out. So did he actually buy into it, though, and then try to sell it? Yeah. But and he, it, he only lasted like a month. And I think like maybe his mom bought some. Got it. <laughs> and I wouldn't do it. And then Step I don't know one. if he got anybody else. Get yeah. mom on the hook. Just and then his, and his energy sort of dissipated on it, you know, so he didn't go like super far. And I think my mom, I remember when I was younger, I just had a, I just had a recovered memory. I think my dad sold Amway, but I was too young. Oh, I remember like the bottles and stuff, but I, I think it, by the time I was cognizant of it, it it had already passed, but there was still the stuff left over. I'm sure like the piles of leggings that these ladies have in there. (laughs) There was a guy that, oh, sorry, go Daniel. No, no, you go Dan. Uh, There was a guy that. Uh, my grandfather occasionally played golf with. He had a, his one guy he played with all the time and they would have breakfast and I would join them if I was in the area. And one day they were like, oh yeah, so-and-so is going to play with us. And then just offhand, like, oh, is he still still, still pursuing that lottery thing? And they're like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, my grandfather wasn't really like tuned. He didn't care about it. But I per- I'm like, what is this? And they're like, oh, he's he's telling everyone around here he won the Brazilian lottery. But they haven't delivered it to him yet. He has to keep sending them money. So people here are starting to be like, I think you're, I think that's a scam. You're a senior citizen. And I think, and he was so stubborn. He was like, no, no, you guys don't know. None of you guys know. So we go play golf and he's the type of dude who hits a putt. Mind you, he's like in his eighties and the putt would be an inch or two short. And he would start yelling at the golf course. Ah, the course cheated me. This damn course. (laughs) I hit a perfect shot. The damn ball didn't go in. So he's a pretty stubborn dude. And then a few months later, I played with them again. I go, what happened to that guy? And they're like, we haven't seen him. We ha- he just he was so embarrassed and or he lost all his money. I don't wow. know what happened, but I'm so fascinated. That's Crazy. the end of the story? We got to find out. I know. I should track him down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a more definitive like – and he lost everything. But he yeah. – I, I mean during the day when it did come up, and I, I wasn't pressing it too much, but 
he would go, no, no, it's not out of the question. My wife and I were in Brazil. I don't remember how many years ago. And I do buy lottery tickets. I'm pretty sure I just can't find the damn stub. And they're trying to help me find it. But I got to send them all this money. I was hearing this. It was like the woman in Rec Room for a Dream who is convinced mm. she's going to get like what is on that show or something. He was the just Ellen dead Burke. set it was going to work out. It was it's really hard to watch. It was, it was a very sad thing to be a part of. So be careful pyramid schemes, everybody. That was so well. I haven't seen Requiem for a Dream in many, many years, but that was so well done the way by the end when she's I don't think mm. this is really a spoiler, but also it's a very old movie. But like when she's sort of ranting and raving, you can both see how she comes across to someone who she doesn't know, but also understand like the genesis of all of it. Yeah. That's a dark movie. Yeah. I think about that from time to time and I'm like, I should go back and watch that. But I'm like, I can't. It's, it's so yeah. stressful. Yeah. It's so rough. Yeah. Exactly the same feeling. Do you guys remember when I, I'm, have this vague memory of back before the internet when scammy things would just come through the mail. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you would just get a letter, some random letter. And I liked that. That was like a mom and pop con. Yeah. And they'd be like forwards. And wasn't there one where it's like, if you forward this to 10 people and then send $5 to the person who sent it to you, all those people do that to you, and then you know what I mean. Then there's like, well, that it was like is a pyramid a, scheme, but it was only that like is a, a pyramid. That's not like a pyramid scheme. That is a pyramid. scheme. Well, no, I think a proper pyramid scheme is. I I remember when I was uh, in my twenties, some friends had there was like a oh come over, some guy is presenting this thing. It's like a business opportunity, and oh, it was essentially right. exactly like these MLMs, except there's no retail part of it. There's you're not selling anything. You're just like I'm gonna give a thousand dollars, and then I've got to go recruit, you know, five people. And if they give $1,000, I get this much. And then when they recruit five people, I get a piece of that and it just flows up. But of course, anyone who's taken math realizes that at a certain point, you've reached the population of LA. Like, I don't know how you're going to come up with that many people. There's a documentary about, there's another one. Fuck, I forgot what it's called, like Supper Club or something like that. And it's like ladies... And it gets to the point, like, as you were talking, I was remembering that and, and also thinking the humans, like, what is it about humans that we can just get, like, locked into that? And with these ladies, it really was like they would have stacks of money and that you could see, like, they like their energy shifted because they'd be like, I'm going to the dinner party tonight. And then, like, one person would be, like, the special guest of the party and they would get a pile of money, but it was contingent and that exact thing, what you just described happened, that it expanded and then it started like eating each other because like you just yeah. explained it and now I can't explain it because the it, they run out of the chain can only go so far. That's and what then happens it's like the one person's ripping the other person off. But that's really podcasts in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> We're in one right now. Right. <laughs> I know. Who's who's going to be the special guest? Um, that is nuts. I got to see this, this other I documentary. I what that's called. Supper Club. Yeah, I remember shortly after graduating college, I received a call from a girl that I was like friends of friends in college. And it was the weirdest phone call. 
because I, it was weird that she was calling me in the first place because I didn't really know her, but I was still sort of, you know, happy to hear from her. But then she talked to me about it was the whole thing was so vague. She wanted it was a business opportunity. And like, am I a go getter or do I have initiation? You know, am I what's the word? Self initiative. Do I have initiative and drive and all this stuff? But she would she never said what the actual <laughs> business was. And I didn't you know, I feel like people are sort of conversant with MLMs at this point. But back then, uh I didn't know anything about it, but I remember feeling like it felt like there was some guy there with like a gun to her head, making her have this really urgent phone call. That's how I always understood it. Like I bet that her leader person was there, but now that I think about it, I don't, I doubt it. I doubt there was another human being pushing her on it. It was probably more like she had spent all this money to get involved in this thing. And she just felt, nervous about i don't know it was the weirdest thing every now and then it pops into my head i hope she's okay i also forget her name i, I mean i Debbie. think that it's like they have a gun to their head because they, they there's such a high commitment in the in the beginning and then there's this requirement to keep sales up so these mlms you know you have to buy five thousand dollars in merch you know to get involved which oh, is oh yeah that's this. what this dinner club was too you have to give an initial amount yeah and there's that sort of sunk cost thing where it's like all right i've already lost 5000 i got to make it back and then you have to i think you have to like make a certain amount in sales every month but oh, if right. the market's saturated now you're just putting your own money and buying your own merchandise just to keep up in order to make it back and it's just this like perpetually losing i think it the psychology of humanity or hu of humans is really played upon really well there. And that like you, when people hear the word entrepreneur, every person, probably the first time they heard that thought, like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there inevitably it just invariably sounds like, well, that person's got their shit together. They're not, may maybe I am. It means like but, no boss. But I think yeah. it's just genetic. Like my friend Jeff in like second grade sold candy out of his locker. He was always just hustling. He just is born an entrepreneur. But like the same way they lure in like QAnon people with kind of like you do the research. You you're an entrepreneur. Just sell yeah. five thousand. Yeah. You got in the you thought of this. This is you. And then people are laying there in bed being like, fuck. I don't have anyone else. Oh, Allison. And then they just call Hey, haven't heard from you in 15 years. What's up? <laughs> Wanna <to>, uh <laughs> that was their genius entrepreneur move. Like, oh, Okay. <laughs> she was an English major. Yeah. <laughs> you will likely first get involved in local pyramid club when a friend, neighbor, or coworker invites you to attend an opportunity meeting to learn how to earn lots of money. You'll sit through a well-rehearsed presentation that downplays the traditional methods of acquiring money and will offer instead an exciting shortcut to wealth, fame, and adventure. <laughs> I yeah, think Daniel everyone wants to crack the code, you know? Yeah. Like everyone, everyone wants that. Everyone believes there's a secret other people know and when someone tells you that they have the secret they're going to share it with you because you're special it's very seductive mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna you know everyone else is working hard and they have a boss they hate and everything but i'm gonna get that like secret way of making a ton of money i think that's the show there's there's um something seductive about show business that's very similar to that too and because most of the people Many people I know at this point have a right who are who are entertainers have gotten to the point where they're like things that I do not international superstar Mary Lynn Rice Cub who 
gets cast in a lot of things because she's well, amazing. I have a comment on that. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, and probably uh, but, getting called every day from old acquaintances who are selling cups that can't be destroyed and <laughs> shoe remo- boot removers that never get cups mud that on them. can't get destroyed, <laughs> knives that that can cut through pennies. Yeah. But I think many of us have gotten to the point where it's like I have to create the the opportunities for myself in this industry, but. When we started, I am saying we, but I'm talking about myself. Um, there's this notion that like, I'm going to be discovered any second. And then like, I deep down think that I'm truly special. And then, you know, what I fantasize about, that'll become my reality. And it was just because I got discovered or this one thing launched me or whatever, you know, and it's usually that's that thing of like, that's sort of the get rich quick, get famous quick scheme yeah. idea. I mean, I... I'm going to say exactly what you just said. And I do think that's across the board, but I'm going to say like a, just another layer of it, which is I'm still dismantling and actually kind of COVID helped. I think I've been getting out of it for a long time, but just this feeling of, I have all these leggings under my bed. Now this feeling <laughs> of uh, waiting for the next big thing. Like mm-hmm. I just have to get, and it's like, all right, I did that. What's next? And I think you're absolutely right. And I don't know if it's a time thing or it's just a mentality that you realize you have to do it yourself or if, and things are just like that now more than ever. Mm-hmm. But you reminded me of something else when you said that I'm special, which is that's like a double, like in some ways you should feel special because everybody's unique and that's like normal that you want to feel special. But I used to... um have a friend who would counsel me about like when I would complain about my reps or if something was going on with like a job or whatever, or like, you know, the inevitable, like I'm going to fire them. And we would just be like breaking it down. And he's the one who said to me, he's like, they, you, they should make you feel like you're special. Mm. Like if they're talking to you in a way where that makes you feel like you're like everybody else, like, so there's this weird, like false thing that you need to keep that relationship going where it's like, yeah, I do want to feel like your only client. I do want to feel that if you're trying to get something for me or you're representing me that you're like, no, I, she's not just another person. Like this has to be at the right circumstances or like a special thing, or I'm going to push in this way. Right. Cause yeah. they're in the business yep. of like selling you. You're their, you're their leggings. So yeah. And he, but hearing a... it from him, it, it, I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Like, that's their job is to make <laughs> you feel special. The yeah. first agent I had, and this was his like pitch. He goes, you know, I heard this story about this bartender in the Yukon and all these hunters would go up there and some of them would come, they would leave with these like prized pelts and furs and things. And year after year, they'd ask the bartender, like, why are you always just here serving drinks? You could be out there making a fortune, either mining for gold or coming back with these pelts. And he was like, the bartender goes, yeah, I see you guys come Every year, month after month, looking for wealth, fame, and fortune. But I'm just here slow and steady the whole time making a profit from all of you guys. That was his yep. pitch to me, which is just like, you're you're transferable. You're nothing. You're just currency. Oh, There's going to be another one of bragging. you. 
But I kind of liked it. I was like, I mean, it helped me understand the commodity aspect because they make you feel special. And even if you gave them like a detailed thing of like, I like David Lynch or I want to be weird in this way. And then they'd be like, okay, look, this, this offers on the table for this Verizon ad. You're dressed up as a bumblebee. You get urinated on. Yes or no. <laughs> you're like, ah, give me a minute. No, it's yes or no right now. This is all you're going to get. You mean nothing to me. Those are like the things you have to really put up with and pretend they don't exist. It sucks. Mm. Man, after a day of being a bumblebee. <laughs> Here she comes. The queen bee. <laughs> the queen bee. I bet you could enjoy a nice glass of wine, especially a Cabernet Sauvignon. Daniel, what was the other one we were just talking about? <laughs> the other one? Uh, it was a brand of Cabernet Sauvignon. Was it Tur- Torino? Triana. I think I... Triana? Triana. That, I knew I knew I was going to mess it up, but Triana is the one that you are saying that you love. Uh, look, clearly, as indicated by the what I just said, I am no wine expert, but I know what I like. Daniel knows. Daniel's a little more of an expert. He knows what he likes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we love trying new varieties, wines the local stores don't carry, mm-hmm. and that is why... I love Vivino. You guys have heard me talk about Vivino before. It's the world's biggest online wine marketplace. They're also the largest online wine community with 50 million users who have rated and reviewed just about every wine. Wasn't it the one you were just talking about where you were saying that it's in the top 1% of all wines? Hell yeah, it is. Among the top 1% in the world. I love that. It's like when you go to the pediatrician and they give you a percentile, but this time it's wine. It's your wine percentile. Um, Vivino could not be more comprehensive. It is a wine encyclopedia. Uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's a really great resource. Uh, and they carry all your favorites. They, and they suggest exciting personalized recommendations, wines that perhaps you never even knew existed. Now you and then you'll know even more about what you like thanks to Vivino. Um, their app is amazing. Like I said, it's you can see all the ratings and reviews. You can leave your own, and of course, you can buy wine. You can scan a bottle when you're shopping in a store and see what Vivino's users say about it. I've really stepped up my wine game thanks to Vivino. Give them a try, and I know you're going to love it. Go to vivino.com slash best friend and use code best friend at checkout to save 20% on your first order. Of up to $200. That's vivino.com, V I V I N O.com slash best friend. Code best friend to save 20% on your first order of up to $200. Vivino.com slash best friend, code best friend. See site for details. Terms apply. I also want to talk to you guys about Gainful. There's nothing more personal than your health. So when it comes to finding the right protein powder to meet your fitness goals, you need a personalized approach. Thankfully, there's now Gainful, the personalized nutrition system that formulates proteins for your body and goals. Gainful gives you peace of mind that your protein contains the finest ingredients specifically for you. So I took a quiz earlier. You guys know, you know, I love a quiz. This goes into your goals, your diet, your exercise habits, um, like what you're looking for out of a protein drink, protein powder. Um, Daniel, what else did it have? Oh, like the kind of exercise that you do. A lot of detailed stuff about your habits. Uh, so you start by taking the five-minute Gainful quiz. Gainful supports your whole body health, individual fitness goals, and ever-evolving needs. Uh, Gainful 
personalized protein is formulated with simple and effective ingredients that work to achieve a wide range of fitness goals from weight loss to muscle building. And then my favorite part, because I love options, you choose the flavors that you want. Uh, so it, it arrives unflavored. So you can switch back and forth between eight delicious flavor boosts like chocolate, peanut butter, Madagascar, vanilla, or strawberry cream. Or, and it blows my mind that someone doesn't just choose this off the bat, the variety pack. So I chose vanilla and variety pack because I can't say no to options in a variety pack. Start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. To get $20 off your personalized protein, go to gainful.com slash best friend. That's gainful, G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash best friend for $20 off. Gainful, personalized nutrition made for your taste. Okay, let's say hello and welcome to our new Patreon people. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there who signed up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I would like to say hello and thank you and welcome to Chris Arneson. Chris signed up at one level and then he went up to another level and then he went up to another level and Ooh. opted opted for the annual subscription chris is now at the level where he can text me he has not done so yet so i think i need to send him a message on patreon and, and say here's the number for all this um but i i like when i that is someone who shows initiative uh so chris arneson hello welcome i hope you are enjoying all of this I neglected to mention earlier, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So that's, that's 12 a good months deal. for the price of 10. Okay. We occasionally like to do iTunes comments of the week. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. And uh, Daniel has a couple to read. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Love the show. Well, this is cut off what you sent me. So it says, love the show and the dot, dot, dot. What could it be? Ooh, I don't know. By Jane Redondo Beach. Thank you. Well, sorry. Thank for being my new best friend, Allison. Absolutely love the pod. I've been a listener since the very beginning, and I think it's super cool how the show has grown over the years. My favorites are Gal Chat and Snack Chat, but I love it all. Thanks for doing what you do. Oh, and your fam is so cute. Thank you, Jane Redondo Beach. That's very nice. But on the other hand... Too much fart talk from Jen Money. Not entertaining unless you enjoy hearing audio of animal farts and 30 minutes of nonstop fart talk. Do better, Allison. <laughs> I mean, I do. David, you you were there for the animal fart segment. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> I thought I, I'm surprised I didn't come back for this episode. I thought it was entrenched as a you know a canon element of the show. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of Carson's famous bits. Yeah, you know, guess the animal fart. Oh, that guy's yeah. name was similar to Carson's character, Chris Arneson. 
He could like yes. hold envelopes to his head. I'm Chris yeah. Arneson, and uh, what are you? Um, yeah, you know, the uh, the Pope, uh, 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 Pinochle, and uh, uh, ribeye steak. Where else are you going to hear a snake farting? Yeah. Right. I didn't even... wait, Dave. Were you saying you're surprised that we didn't do that on this show again? Yeah, I was being kind of tongue in cheek. I didn't think it would come back, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did. Fe- but you're right. It did feel like I felt like we're doing important work here. By the way, everyone here has a dog. I've never heard a dog fart. A do- I thought that dogs just have silent but deadlies. But more, I took a poll on Twitter and like. 60 something percent of people have heard dogs fart. Do your dogs have audible farts? Yeah, we all blew your mind last week when you did yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. Oh, did we have this exact conversation? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> ah, cool. Cool. Great. Well, these, Mary Lynn, does Leo fart loudly? Oh my gosh. Thank you for knowing Leo's name. You're welcome. He, I don't think I've ever heard an audible one from him. I've smelled it. you put glasses on? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just was holding them and then I put them on. Oh, and you really Clark Kented us. <laughs> I don't like to in? wear them. Well, I don't. You know what? I don't wear them when I do stand up just because I never have. And then I try not to wear them because you can see the ring light. Oh, Yes, my th- sometimes I can see my therapist ring light. I haven't in a while though, which makes me wonder she must have Is it a necessary tool or is it viewed as like a vanity object and you don't want people to know you use it? Oh, I think it's a necessary tool. I just feel yeah. weird that it's that it I don't know. It's come back. Distracting or something. Looks like you have cool laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it is what you're saying? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're like, enter the new world. We all have reflective ring lights. Big whoop. (laughs) Yeah. Electric eyes. Dave, is your stand-up coming out really soon? It is. This this Friday, which would be September 24th. Hell yeah. Uh, Your album? And you, I have an album that's been streaming for the last week, but there's a visual element of it. And uh, it's a, you guys were talking about time at the beginning. I mean, it feel, we shot it in January of 2020, so that feels 50 years ago. And then it took me forever to work on it and, and finished it, like, I think May or June. That feels 25 years ago. So it's, it's hard for me to comprehend or get my mind around, like, all the different emotions and, like, the periods of it of, like, working on it and editing and all this stuff. Um, but it's going to be on Amazon and Vimeo and YouTube. And it also ties into, like, what we were talking about of – having to just sort of work within the structure of things and not be a part of a pyramid scheme. All the people who were the gatekeepers that said no to me at like late night shows and festivals 10 or 15 years ago, now I'll run the gates at like the biggest streaming platforms. Mm. So it's the same people saying no to me who've like really in a weird way molded my career and it kind of forced me to do it a different way. And I was sending out the, uh, kickstarter rewards and stuff today and just looking at like how many people i recognize their names and or friends of mine or people i've seen at shows Mm. over the years it feels nice like you get that all every week with your podcast listeners but it's just the world has changed so much that way it feels it feels great and what's now are you saying the name now or no yeah yeah it's called big nothingness you can and as you hear this you can go to big uh, david and like pre-order it on vimeo 
it'll be for free on YouTube as well. And there, I think there'll be some ads, but if you want to watch it without ads, then you can pre-order it on Vimeo. And then at some point it'll be on Amazon. I don't know when, but it's like in the queue there also. That's exciting. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, Thanks congrats. a lot. Thanks. Yeah. It feels really nice to be, uh, I guess done with it. I'll believe it when it's actually out. It is. I don't know if you guys have ever had something like that where you're like, or I, you know, being pregnant, you're like, is this ever going to end? It's probably the <laughs> yes. closest I'll ever get to that emotional feeling. It's, it just feels like it's been forever. This is the show that you were working for people who listen to this podcast. This is the one where you ended up getting a haircut finally for it. <laughs> yeah. And right? long haired me as a character in it and short haired yeah. me as a character. in it. <laughs> so you can see my luscious long hair in action in it. Those luscious locks, I haven't seen them in so long. I know. When I was editing, I was like, man, they really were. I wasted them. I mean, Tony's backstage with all these rockers. Probably a few of them have hair, and it might not have been as cool as mine was, and I just wasted it. I just walked around and said, no, uh, go ahead. I didn't, like, burst my way to the front of the line. <laughs> sure, bleed the hair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And Mary Lynn, you have a, a comedy special on Vimeo as well, right? I do. I'll, you know what? It's been taken off of Vimeo because I'm oh. going to release it through Comedy Dynamics. Uh, so they're going to like redo whatever they need to do to it. And then they'll release it on all platforms for me. All right. Well, so, we'll talk about it then. <clears throat> yes, Can please. I tell you a joke of yours that I think you were working on around this time where we were best friends and hanging out all the time? Yeah. That I, I just... I totally remember that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you did this bit about like wanting to be hot. Like, I just want to be like really hot. And it ties into Tony's like subtly handsome. It's such a funny bit. I loved it. I think it's so Oh great. my gosh. That's like an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. I forgot classic. about that one. It's so funny. So she, and and Tony, she did not want to be subtly handsome. She wanted to be like, stop traffic. Oh, yeah. Because the buildup is like, I forgot. But like, I make it sound like I want, you know, I don't want to be like, I'm going to say smart or thoughtful or, and I'm just like, I just want to be hot, like, yeah. white hot, <laughs> the kind of girl that knows she's hot, but doesn't know much else. And then it <laughs> goes into like a whole act out where she's like at a hockey game and she's just like wearing heels and like i love dancing and you're like it's a hockey game you're at a hockey game <laughs> why how do you why are you wearing eight inch heels <laughs> oh i miss her <laughs> um do you guys want to do some just me or everyone sure yeah sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me Okay, segment where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or everyone? By the way, Marilyn, uh, do you remember me? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Tony, play I again. I saw you. Yeah, play the theme song again. <laughs> do you remember this? Do, do you remember this? Do, do you? Remember this, do, do you? Remember this, do, do, do ya? <laughs> um, we, I used to go to Largo Monday oh, nights no. in the mid-90s. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
Wow. And I used to watch you play. You, There's like a huge lineup of a bunch of incredibly talented folk. And you would, uh, you'd go up. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you remember me from yeah. that? Yeah, girl. Those were the days. Uh, Quartz. Who else was it, Daniel? Oh, my God. I mean, I remember. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins, Sarah. Uh, Grantley Phillips. I used to do a. Yeah. Um, you were the intro uh, on Bob and David. Yes. I Tom was Kinney the, would the, the MC. Tom and Bob and David. It was Tom and David. Um, I love Grantley Phillips, Grantley Buffalo. We did like a a variety show at the I old Largo. Yeah. It was so I didn't weird. Know that. And he him. played Huel Hauser and I played oh, wow. an alien. But at the beginning of the show, we pretended to be like waiters and wait. It was so like we just dug into like our like s- silliest urges. We were we were just like, hey, let's we just somehow have a dialogue back and forth in the audience. And then we went up and like, we're going to do a show for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. I I have thought of reaching out to him so many times to have him on the show. He's one of those that I keep thinking about. I'm Um, sure he would. Yeah, I I think he would. Um, I just haven't, haven't made it happen. Okay. Jerry Oki, Joe Finn and cheap says chief, excuse me. I have, I have mangled your name. Arrested Development, the band, has forever ruined the word Tennessee for me. Every time I hear it, I reply in a deep voice, and then he does the, like, Arrested Development, Tennessee. <laughs> Hashtag teen of the 90s. Oh, man, big time. And a person named Wendell? Forget yeah. it. Yeah, I, I will. I Yeah, I actually will kind of do that. Maybe not every time, but uh, right. it definitely will happen a lot. Yeah. But I, I, think- I wouldn't say ruined because it just brightens you up. Yeah, it just adds to it. Yeah, it's great. Right. Daniel, I think that you've probably ruined Old Town State Park next right for a lot of people. (laughs) They took the sign down. Oh, no. So there's a a road. (laughs) Probably they were getting too many people singing the song as they drove past it. Old Town State Park next right, next right. (laughs) It's so sad. But for the longest, it was great because people would uh, tweet photos of it. As they were driving down the freeway in San Diego, they'd take a picture of that sign. The 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 story for people who don't know is when I was on a road trip with my dad, uh, when I was like thirteen, um, there was that sign that said Old Town State Park next right. And I sang it over and over to try to drive him crazy. To, <laughs> I, I was trying to get him to tell me to stop, and he knew that I was trying to get him to say stop so he wouldn't say stop and i sang that fucking thing over and over until we got to yuma (laughs) (laughs) and and he won because that his soul was dead in mine (laughs) no one won though well no no one won won. in the end truly (laughs) our relationship was never the same after that it's interesting because if he had just you could he if he had just asked you to stop, would you have stopped? Yes, because he would have he would have caved and I would have won. What do you so think? So if he then, had given any indication that it was bothering him, it would have been a victory, and he knew that, and he was not going to give me anything. Yeah, I just imagine a different world in which you guys both could have walked away from that transaction having won. You could have felt mm. like you won, and he could the have had win-win. silence. <laughs> yeah. This is a lose-lose. Nope. There was no win-win in this, I don't think. That sounds awful. 
Okay. Ray Morgan says, I mean, not that you don't have a beautiful voice, honey, but still. Ray Morgan says, while pumping gas, wonder if I'll ever fuck up and try the diesel pump. I think it won't fit in, but I, I'm trying to think of, no, I guess I've never had that thought. I used to have that, but it went away. <laughs> I have uh, been uh, in like the opposite experience on tour in Europe before. We we weren't in a bus. We were in like a, one of those sprinter mm-hmm. vans and mm-hmm. our tour manager uh, was like told our drivers like, I'll, I'll fill up the tank. And it actually was diesel, but he put in. Oh, and it let oh, it let it go in. Yeah, no. and then what happened? Uh, well, then like I, our driver like realized what he was doing, and we were like, "Oh shit!" And then, yeah, we were in Italy. I remember, and they had to. I think they talked to somebody working there, and like had to get somebody to come and like siphon out the gas. You can just uh, light yeah. it on fire and run. If you yeah. even with a that engine just tried to start it and got it up into like the combustion chambers, it would like really be bad news so you have to just basically deal with a a paperweight of a vehicle until it gets siphoned out so what made it um even better was out of like now you know touring fairly heavily for like 20 years basically literally one show in my life we did we ever play that we got heckled and booed and stuff and it was that one it was the show we had just left opening for blink 182 in in italy the crowd just wow. hated us there. Didn't it? Just didn't want anything to do with us. They only cared about Blink, and yeah. uh, hmm. so we 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 like even left the show kind of early. We're like, let's just get the fuck out of here, and then we stop, and our tour manager puts the wrong kind of gas into the van, and then so we're stuck there, and then uh, it's like a rest area, you know, and then all the kids that were at the show start oh, no. showing up at the at the thing, but uh, you know, we kind of we kind of just hid. That's so weird that you guys got heckled. I think they just... It's not, it's not like it's not like they had a magician open for them or something. Like you're a band that's sort of in a similar vein. It was yeah. weird because literally like it was like a two week tour or something and every every other night was fantastic. But like, yeah, this particular night they uh, did not want... And by the way, our keyboard player got hit with dough. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Italian. I know, no offense. Italian. <laughs> How do you know they were heckling you though? They're, they're speaking be- Italian because- can be very, you know, passionate. <laughs> you're throwing dough. That's, I mean, you're like here's some of our delicious pasta. Hey, you know, catch it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the Sprinter van for a second? Why is it so tall? We, your HVAC boyfriend mm. would know. Why is it so tall and narrow? Like, mm. what's going on up there? It seems very top heavy to me. I don't know. What I don't the know why I'm is. asking you guys. What? I don't like them though. I found them no. very uncomfortable for some reason. I don't think I've ever been in one. Just seen them on the road, and I've thought that looks like it could tip over. You know who had a lot of those? Were the uh, Orthodox Jews that lived in our old neighborhood? Yes. What? Yeah, they had a lot of those vans, and I always wondered what. You don't what have do they to do bend it? over, and if you're wearing hats, oh, get in the there. Hats. You can stand. It's great. <laughs> a lot of space. Your curls can spread out. Yeah. <laughs> but they it, there's not two levels, right? It's just no. a just no. a what go so maybe it really is that you don't have to bend. I literally have heard lots of people be like, You can you can stand up and I'm like, Okay, it's a moving car. Am I really gonna be standing <laughs> up in there a lot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who who needs to stand up when they're uh Well whatever. there's a bathroom is there a bathroom in there? No. 
It's just uh, like a normal sized van that's uh, taller. There's a, I'm a, there's I'm a bathroom it. anywhere if you really put your mind to it. <laughs> True. <laughs> if you try. I think where you gain the most um, beyond the standing and wearing all the hats you want is the back. If you're storing all of your equipment and gear goes up so much higher. So you can store quite a bit of crap in there. It's deceptive. Mm -hmm. Like how much you can stack up in the very back of them. Maybe, maybe that's the allure. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Tony, Mm -hmm. your recent show on Friday, the Mm -hmm. one for which you missed my June Diane Raphael interview and she had to be you, you played Mm -hmm. two shows in the same day. How did that go? Um, exhausting. I'm still, I feel, I still today, I got home late last night. I, I feel like I'm like barely functioning today. I'm like really out of it. It took a lot out of me because like our schedule Friday was, we played the festival at six. We played from six to seven at seven 30, a van picked us up to take us to the other venue. Wow. And then we sound checked at nine and played at 11 15, I think, and played like another hour plus there and uh yeah it was exhausting it was fun was there but coffee five hour energy anything no see i was walking that bar? line of like i don't like i i didn't want to do anything too too much caffeine or anything and then just like be up all night after all that um so i just kind of my my key was to uh when we first got to the second show i was sitting down backstage for a bit and then i just was like i need to stand up and i just kind of kept I was just pacing around the dressing room basically to just try and like stay, have energy and not just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm. But it was fun. Thankfully the, the club shows are really fun, you know, and it was, it was packed in there and people were excited. So it just, it kind of like once you get out there and start playing, then you just kind of feed off of that. So did it feel safe? Yeah. Cause I think everything, everything, including riot fests, like you had to be vaccinated or negative tests to even get in. So did anybody you know, throw dough at you? There was no dough, unfortunately. What about cookies? Cooked dough? There was cookie dough. Yes. Plenty, too much cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Tony and I have talked about how much we enjoyed when we were doing that brief period where we were doing in person. Um, and Tony said that driving over here, he felt like his life had purpose again. However, with the way you've been talking about how much fun you had on tour, I feel like your life has purpose again, unrelated to my show. But back, you know, if, if it comes up again where you need purpose from my show. So I keep going back and forth. Like, is it, you know, right now, Cal, this, this, I'm going to make a point. I know it feels like I'm like throwing a dough of words at everyone. But I'm going to tease out a point. Here I go. Right now, California has the lowest COVID rate of all the states, according to an alert I got on my phone. Uh, And I keep thinking, is it safe? Maybe we could go back to in-person. But I don't know that I'm just maybe just not yet. The vaccine has been approved for kids five to Oh, yeah. I just saw that a little bit ago. Yeah. And according to our, our guest, Emily Oster, the vaccine for six months to age five should be approved like a month after. So I think once the kids get vaccinated, mm-hmm. then it should be ga- Then we could go back to in-person. Dave, what do you think? I know that <laughs> we, we joke that you are going to do, you do a segment called Dave's bad news. You have a, gr- a grim view of everything. But then I general. switched because I was, I think we were getting a little too focused on, What's the latest bad news? And yeah. 
you know, there were, you know, the low rate, the the fact that we're fully open, basically, and dealing with the level of cases that we're at, I, I, I right. feel pretty optimistic. I mean, I know we just have this looming thing over, like, what is the Delta variant going to do or Moo or whatever the next one is that right. maybe is resistant to antibodies. So, so far, there hasn't been anything to make it seem like it's going to run rampant. And I feel, yeah, I feel the kids, which is insane that the people that are the most like, what about the children are like, get her kids in school. I don't have to wear a mask. Let them, let's see them smile. And then you just have a cr- like 250,000 kids in a week testing positive nationally and just like, ah, they'll sniffle it off. They'll get over it. It's only X percent that doesn't do well. That's insane to treat a child's life as a percent. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think once uh, we can kind of secure that the kids are going to be better off being exposed and playing together and stuff, that's that feels great. So hopefully that that is the case. All right. Positive outcome from the producer and host of Dave's Bad News carries a lot of weight. And I know you mentioned <laughs> trying to rebrand, but to me, you'll always be Dave's Bad News. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Chode to Joy says, whenever I buy stuff with cash and get change, I think, quote, this dollar bill has been in someone's ass. This $20 was used for cocaine. This grimy penny from 1986 has seen some shit. Maybe literally just me or everyone. I think I... I think I should be more aware of how many hands money has touched, but I don't normally think about it. Yeah. I thought uh, same. I think she's not wrong. That is more, more of a correct way to think, but I right. spend a lot of time and I do this with a lot of things where I'm like, I don't, I can't. Yeah. I can't think about that. I won't. I can't remember, but I heard something about how currency Actually, uh, banks just it gets destroyed a lot quicker than you might realize. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, I never knew that. Like the the bills are not generally out there for very long, or at least as long as you might think they are. But sometimes they have notes on them. Yeah, but I mean, I have in my life never written an, a note on a piece okay. of money. Have you guys? Oh yeah. Like there, what? Do you remember there was a there was a thing where it was like a website. Where you could log in uh, the money's like serial number, and then if and then people would do that, and you could see who else had your money. Where I that's think it was wheresgeorge dot com or something like that. I should see if that's still on there. Um, but not enough people did it for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, because so, that means you write down a serial number before I think you spend your money. This was like in the like late night. This is in the old internet. I think if they were to do it now, you just scan it, so it'd be a lot easier. Someone should do that. Because you could then track the money is kind of fun to see. Uh, you know how people light up if you're like, oh, there's this little town. It's up toward the mountains. Right before <laughs> you get there, there's a little cafe. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> we love the idea of a shared like, I touched that dollar too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Really? That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a currency version of like checking out a library book in the library card back in yeah. the day. Yeah, well, yeah. there's something about the life of an object and i don't do you ever think about things you've owned that you give away or whatever and you think like where are they now you know is it in a landfill this thing that you bought that was new is it in someone's home in like you know corona or is it you know like my old car where is that thing now you still have that connection to it oh yeah the lifespan Mm -hmm. of things that you think are so valuable to you from like a sentimental point like if you inherited a screwdriver or a toolbox from a great great grandfather you're like 
well, these are mine now. And then you don't realize that screwdriver might be around for like a thousand years. Right. Its future is dying in a fire, but that's 10 generations or something beyond you. That's so weird. Yeah. Like I have a fantasy of someone showing me photographs of where like my first car is right now or, you know. (laughs) Like it's in a, it's like smashed and it's between a couple cars and something or some, it's now just a bunch of, I don't know. It'll never happen though. Maybe I, die. just me or everyone, I never think about this kind of stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, not about objects. I think, People. I mean, aren't, aren't you, for me, the larger thing is like millennials and every generation beyond that, the, the, um, rise of things like non-fungible tokens of their fundamental understanding like the world is going to be digital it's going to be fake nothing is real secondhand stores all full of everyone's antiques and that was my grandmother's and they're like yeah yeah it just takes up space i live in a shoebox i can't have that it means it's just a thing it meant a lot to you it means nothing to me and suddenly all these things that were kind of we're taught where you know we learn that this has value this was Mm -hmm. your so-and-so's People are starting to be like, yeah, it doesn't. Everything's fake. It's just going to be a JPEG in the future. Who cares? Yeah. yeah I mean, away. something yeah. I have noticed is furniture is usually so expensive and it loses all value like the second it leaves the store. Because yeah. you can go on Craigslist or wherever and see so much, you know, Facebook, so much furniture that's been used for much more affordable prices. You know, art, like collected art, has is it called a provenance? Is that what it's called? Where mm-hmm. if you sell it, it has to be registered. So like Sotheby's would like double check it and, you know, going back to the very beginning, oh, this was painted by so-and-so and then this Duke owned it. And then this wealthy person, then it was donated to this gallery. Then it was in a private collection and it would track that. That could be interesting if you had a table, even if you just went below it and wrote Allison and Daniel and the kids – and then down the road, people would be like, oh, crazy. It would be like the library card. You would just look there, at it and be like, look how many families have had this table. There was yeah, a pretty that would good, be cool. There was a pretty good movie called The Red Violin that was sort of about that. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember. I have um, not uh, seen it. It is called A Provenance, by the way. Sweet. I just realized that on Facebook, which I hate, I've never really spent any time looking up anybody from my past because I just don't care. But if there was a Facebook for all the things that I've owned, I would totally do that. I'd be like, oh, what is my old like wrench set doing right now? You know, and it's like, or whatever. Yeah. Someone should invent that. I don't know. You had a wrench set? Well, I was just using David's example. Okay. I know. I just, I'm just curious what things of yours you're actually curious about. Everything. I was trying to remember what I wore in middle school. I mean, because my son is wearing, he wears a uniform now, but. I couldn't. Re- I was like, "Did I wear jeans and a t-shirt?" Like I couldn't remember like my vibe. The old- but then I, the one outfit I could remember that was like a special outfit was purple leggings and a white button-down shirt, but it was like long. Uh-huh. And then I had a string of beads, like small, like Indian beads. And I wanted to. I thought I was like Edie Brickell. I wanted to be <laughs> Edie Brickell. <laughs> that sounds super cool and yeah. moccasins like it's not a good outfit but I, I was like i'm really putting something out there but i can't remember what i wore the rest of the time at all leggings and oversized top that got me through years of high school sometimes actual stirrup leggings did yours have oh, stirrups not those but i did have one pair of stirrups yeah. that seemed like a real commitment 
like, wow. Yeah. I'm wearing stirrup. <laughs> That's right. My feet are layered right now. Yeah. Did you wear straight up leg warmers? I had some, but I never wore them. Yeah. Yeah. You? It was that kind of item. I think same. I couldn't ever commit to it. What about a what about a jaunty hat? No, I never was a hat person. Oh no, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I went through a phase where I wore a bicycle hat. <laughs> Those little ones with like the Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, what is that? Wait, what's a bicycle hat? It's not even like a real hat. It's just like a skull thing and it has like a flap. <laughs> yeah. Flap. The most useless flap ever. Like why even bother? Oh my god. That? I don't even know where I got that from. That was like an I, I just uncovered a memory. I feel really <laughs> I'm sorry. Ashamed right now. Maybe like someone. Oh, Wesley Snipes wears it in White Men Can't Jump. He had one of those weird hats. I think I know what you mean. The Beastie Boys for a period had that hat in the mix or something. God, why? I gotta look up bicycle hat. Yeah, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. Like what? What? Oh. Uh, terrible that's fun terrible that's fun i had did you ever have this happen i had this hat that i wore a lot in high school and it might have only been one year but it was new when i got i was really excited i liked it and then one day looking at it it was really beautiful dark deep black and one day looking at it months later and it was it had no color in it it was just fabric it was just the color of like natural linen maybe and i remember being like well, that can't be like I just didn't fundamentally understand that like things wear out, things get old. The sun every day that I wore this was just beating it to death. It was a really weird, such a dumb thing to learn in life, but to be like, oh, I too will one day be you, hat. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is doing the same to me. How unfortunate! It was such a bummer. Uh, this is why I hate the sun. It bleaches hats. Yeah, it saps energy. It melts cassette tapes. Does all the bad things. You guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for being on this show. Mary Lynn, where can we find you? Is there anything you'd like to plug, et cetera? Uh, at Mary Lynn Rice Cub. I'm all my socials, you know, just keep it rolling. Perfect. Rolling. <laughs> I got stand up. I got stuff, different things, you know. You Sometimes you're in Stockton. Sometimes I'm in Stockton. That was a Comic-Con. How was it? It was really fun. I shouldn't say this because it's off-brand because I'm saying I'm an international superstar worth millions. I did not make my guarantee. Oh, you want me to get in the mix? (laughs) Nudge it out of them? Oh, yeah. They had to. Yeah. I had to sign like a bunch for them to sell later to try to make up the money that I lost. But I will say it was stocked in and everyone was like, don't use this as a gauge. But as a con, it was really nice. There was like a lot of artists there and, you know, it was people, a lot of people were dressed up and primarily the people that were doing like signings were wrestlers. Oh, cool. And then there was like, the guy who played the Ewok in Star Wars and stuff like that. So it wasn't really like actors on shows. So I had a great time. And like the people that were like excited to see me, it was really nice. You know, you, you, you feel good about it. But then I was like, Ibly. like I did not have a steady flow that I needed to have. Well, it was Stockton and it's a pandemic. Yeah. 
That's what I say. I, I had a good time. I was happy to be there. I hung out with Kate Flannery, my old friend. Oh, Kate. she's yeah. great. I and she um, did really well because the whole you know new the office was pretty pretty wall to wall for her. So that was good. This is off topic, but slightly uh, relevant in that. And maybe uh, Jordan Morris can verify this for you, Allison. He, when he used to do stuff for Fuel TV, I would sometimes get hired to run the boom mic. And uh, one time they they called me like day of, like, can you be at Adult Con or whatever it's called? And so we go and there's all these booths where porn stars are signing stuff. And there's like a video screen behind them of their work. And so you have no, to go it, really? It was nuts. But the ecosystem is so unpredictable. It was so, like, the, like if I showed up to the con you were at, I'd be like, oh my God, there's Mary Lynn, not this wrestler. And then, you know, everyone's different. Right. But the porn ecosystem, what for them, what I gathered was the older, the longer the line. Someone was like a legend. So there'd be a woman right. there that was like in her 60s, like a pioneer line around yeah. the whole space. And that was... I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to me. I don't know what I expected. That's really but... interesting. Yeah. We had one lady. It was a couple. This is, uh, that's, I really like that. Like the older porn star, but we had one lady who she was shaking at me and Kate Flannery and her husband. He was like, like he was there for the wrestlers, <laughs> but he didn't want to stand in line. And she was like, I can't believe you guys are here. And that was like really funny. Cause she, it was like flipped. Cause she was like, all right, drag me to this, like, wrestling where you want to get you know mm-hmm. she wasn't interested in the wrestler yeah but. yeah it's a strange dynamic going on in those places and really interesting very i feel like overwhelmingly sweet right like the yes very much so yeah i'm sorry you mentioned porn and jordan morris so i have such a rare occasion <laughs> that i can play this so i feel like i have to put that skin in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what about you? Where might we find you? Uh, DavidHuntsberger.com, as always. And there's links to if you're on any sort of social media and want to see what I'm up to. It's mostly being not very active, but there are links to it there. But DavidHuntsberger.com, and you can find your way to big nothingness. I'd Just check it out if you're even remotely interested, and I'd appreciate it. And, uh, and, and then I'd like to give a little... A plug to um, Nathan Smith, who you remember last time when I was like, oh, if you're a web person. Oh, yeah. Nathan does uh, webdesignbynate.com. So he just was very sweet and like, hey, I'll help you. And I was like, you know, let me look into this guy. And he had virtually exactly what I was looking for. Like I can design your whole site and or I can go through and like – charge you by the hour or I can just kind of like you can pick my brain and so I did that I was just kind of like hey here's what I'm doing I'm I'm a little confused at this and he'd be like well check this and check this and then I mostly worked through it on my own and I there's still one thing I was kind of you know not certain about and he made a little video he like hey Dave like here's what you want to go do look for this thing so I really appreciate the help from Nate. And oh, shit. For- <laughs> really? That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but web design by Nate, if you're looking for some web help, he was really, really great. And I feel like um, my website's now functional. If I know I plugged it a bunch on this show previously, and it wasn't particularly stunning. But I think now it's a pretty cool website. So um, you can get links to it there. I hope you like Big Nothingness. I really put as much effort as I can put into anything into it. I think it turned out well, I, I like it. I hope you do too. Well, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Um, well, if you want to be your own boss, reach out <laughs> to me at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram, and you can be a retailer for Quants bars. Quants! <laughs> and, uh, you know, call your own shots. 
<laughs> I just want to make money at home. Like, you know, uh, create your own hours. Yes. Uh, be a, a CEO or a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> what about just a CEO? Nope. I'm the CEO. <laughs> Sorry. Tony, what about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton and Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. And uh, say thanks to anybody listening that was in Chicago this past weekend. And also, I'll be back in like a month, but this time with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And uh, all that information's on my Twitter and Instagram if you need that. So come back and see us, or well, see me with a different band. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And if you're a Don't Stop or We'll Die fan, we just had... Uh, or even if you're not, we just had Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy of Don't Stop on the Thursday show. And that was super fun. So check out that one, too, if you missed that one. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. I mentioned that I'm on Patreon. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a nice comment. Tell your friends, etc. Thank you guys again. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.